1: Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. I feel like our vibe's off today. I, it, it, I was
0: just going to say... Are we both just really tired? Our vibe feels off today. Is it today. the end
1: of February?
0: I don't know what's going on. I had this... Sorry, this is off topic.
1: Go on. Like like Hive Mind stays on topic usually.
0: <laughs> I had this day yesterday where I was just like sad for no reason. Like mm. truly no reason it
1: was overcast yesterday
0: and yeah and i i texted skylar at like noon and i was like i'm sad and i don't even know why and he was like do you need to get out of the house i was like i don't want to do anything i'm just sad
1: yeah that's the telltale sign when you don't want to do anything (laughs) things aren't going great i
0: don't don't know i do feel like our vibe is off
1: i think it's end of february Mm -hmm. we both have our matching great news i've got a 44 ounce stanley filled with diet coke
0: Oh, mine has water. I wish mine had Diet Coke. Boring. Boring.
1: Um, let's talk about what we've been watching. Maybe that will lift our spirits.
0: Okay, so I revisited uh, maybe my two favorite movies from 2023. Because mm. I, I went to visit my uncle and he was like, do you have any movie recommendations? Let's watch some films. And he had not seen some of my favorites. So I'm going to run through them real quick. Please. We watched Theater Camp. Mm-hmm. And I loved that movie when I saw it. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to watch it now and just be like, eh, it's not as good as I Meg, this is a 10 out of 10 perfect film. It's great. I, like, we were laughing so hard. We had to pause it multiple times because, like, we didn't want to miss jokes. Mm-hmm. I do not do not understand how this movie did not get more attention.
1: Well, I think it was during the strike. Mm-hmm. Its release was during the strike or right before.
0: So promotion was bad. And
1: then Ben Platt, like, walked out of an interview about it well yeah and so i think all the attention was on that instead of on the actual movie
0: it's really too bad it's too bad because the the jokes are so good the performances are fun it's such it's like feel good but it's also sarcastic and it's got like an edge to it But it's, you like finish it just feeling like so happy.
1: Sharp and sweet.
0: It's sharp, sharp and sweet. And I would just tell you, this is a broad recommendation. I think watch it with your kids, watch it without your kids. Mm -hmm. It's really, really lovely.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then to that, we watched, Are You There God? It's Me Margaret. Another perfect film that I just wish was getting more attention. It, It deserves more attention. It's really, really lovely. So, highly recommend uh, a revisit or a first-time visit if you have not seen them on those two. All right, Meg. Let's talk about The traders. Yes. Um, All right. There are going to be some spoilers in this. If you're watching The traders and you're not caught up, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, the, okay, so, if you're not familiar, this is a reality show where they take reality stars from other programs who have, like, you know, been successful at, like, survivor or real housewives or big brother you, you what have you and they put them in a castle in scotland with um what's his name alan Cumming. alan Cumming, who is it okay for me to say that whenever i hear a scottish accent i think it's fake like i don't think it's a real accent the
1: entire time i was in england i was like you are all so good at faking this accent <laughs> Because this can't be real.
0: But Scottish is, like, this extra level. I'm like, why are you rolling your R's? When
1: I hear an Irish accent, I'm like, you're joking. (laughs) You're joking.
0: So they're all in a Scottish castle, and they're playing, if you're familiar, essentially Mafia. Did you play Mafia? Like, Yeah, it's, you know, it's just Mafia. Um, It's, the show is so over the top. It's so dramatic. Um, And, like the 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 way people are acting in it i know that they're being told to act this way but they're so dramatic about what's happening and they'll be like i think you're a traitor they call the murderers traitors i think you're a traitor and and then the person will be like i would never be a traitor but i'm like but you were assigned roles yeah like what what are you talking like they're all acting like the traitors are actual bad people in the castle. I'm like, no, it's a game and you're just assigned these roles.
1: I know, and I love it. But then it's like the second they get eliminated, like they're like the performance is over and they're like, You were right, I'm a traitor.
0: Yeah. So it's I, I, I don't know. I think the rules of the game are so silly to me that I don't really care what's happening in the game. And I told you The only reason why I was watching it is because Parvati was in it. And Mm -hmm. she was like a big part of the show because she was one of the traitors. And in our house, we worship Parvati. Okay. She's from Survivor. She's the best Survivor player of all time. Like, she's this incredibly like smart social player she's really good at reading people and whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we were watching we're like well we have to watch because parvati's in this and every time she's on screen i am happy yeah um but this week she finally they caught her last week last week the most recent episode right it is the most recent no
1: there was one yesterday
0: Oh well, they finally eliminated her, and I think I can't keep watching it because now, like, I'm not interested anymore. Okay. But wh- tell me your thoughts about the traitors. I'm
1: obsessed. Why? Um, so many reasons. I only have to watch with one eye, you know, and yeah. I don't really tune in. And the until challenges the round table. don't matter. The challenges at all. don't matter, but they're hilarious. <laughs> they are. Did we already talk about the challenge where if y- there was one where it was like out in the woods and they literally like grab people up from the ground
0: oh yeah that was pretty funny it was
1: pretty funny like they were hanging in nets above the ground yeah that was amazing that was hilarious to watch they had like a fear factor challenge last week
0: was awful
1: terrible this week they had a challenge where you had to shoot glass with the names of people on it so they wouldn't get a shield and everyone was terrible at it it took them i have to assume like four hours before one person got anyway Challenges are stupid.
0: There's, I, a, there's a challenge in Survivor that's like that. That's really? That's fun, yeah.
1: Um, I'm obsessed with the castle. It's, like, so bright fun. and vibrant. And yeah. their wardrobes are so kooky. Like, mm-hmm. they're all, like, tartan plaid. But, like, Phaedra last episode had, like, a tartan plaid sweater. But then it had, like, feathers on the sleeves. Yeah. Like... Very fitting for their personalities. Like, Phaedra is a housewife. And is she your favorite? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's the Phaedra best.
0: Is, Phaedra is the star of this season. Phaedra
1: is incredible. Yeah. And I love that it shows how smart you have to be to be on The Real Housewives. Yeah. Like, you really have to be incredibly sharp and funny. I think and that's And she right. is. Yeah. Um, Peter was one of the worst bachelors of all time, and he is incredible in this show. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my gosh, Peter has a brain.
0: <laughs> Who knew?
1: Because he truly did not seem to have a brain yeah. during his season of the show. What do
0: you think of Parvati?
1: I mean, I liked her. I thought she was a good traitor. She uh-huh. wasn't giving me what is giving
0: yep.
1: me. Um, they just had Kate. Spoiler alert. Kate is now a traitor, and okay. she's hilarious, so very excited um except phaedra might be eliminated we left on a cliffhanger (sighs) i know (sighs) um it's just and the when i really tune in is the round table at the end um which i think is like when i did try and watch survivor that's the part i really cared about like the tribal council like and who's voting for who and why and the strategy behind it and it's complicated strategy that they're all bringing to it Mm -hmm. and it's fun to watch it's kind of feels like an anthropological observation um it's just like it's comforting there's something very like comforting about this show to me and i think part of it's the location i think alan cummings is great i think having these reality stars giving them space to be like smart and cunning is really fun Mm -hmm. um and it's just a fun premise so
0: it's it it, it, it's yeah it's a light-hearted show um incredibly
1: was, memeable too yes
0: memeable i was gonna say it's not stressful although skylar stopped watching it two episodes ago because he's so invested in parvati as a person that it was it was he was losing sleep he was like i don't, I can't watch this anymore because i'm oh worried i'm worried they're gonna find out parvati and it's stressing me out
1: i think she's okay <laughs> i think she's gonna be all right how do you feel about sandra
0: oh my goodness okay <laughs> So Sandra and Parvati are, have long. There's been a long-standing debate about which of them is actually the best Survivor player ever. Yeah, and Sandra, um, it was the first person to win Survivor twice, and the, I didn't know she won twice. She won twice. Wow! And the second time she won, she beat Parvati. She Parvati took second, and um, my hot take that is like shared by a lot of people is sandra stumbled into a win twice and i think you're seeing on the traders exactly why sandra doesn't do anything
1: no we, she, I, she's had like zero camera time
0: she doesn't do anything and she just somehow ends up like going by because nobody pays attention to her which like there that's a strategy that's a strategy in survivor yeah. and like the, the sandra defenders will be like she won twice because she like she played the game, and the game is whoever like gets to the end and gets the votes at the end is the winner. Like That's the person who's the best. There's something to be said about that. I will say Parvati is a way more fun player and a much smarter player, and on Survivor, Parvati's played four times, and every single time she plays everyone immediately targets her from the beginning because they know that she's cunning and she's really good at reading people and she has an incredible poker face. Mm-hmm. So people target her from the beginning and she just somehow escapes it every time until she gets to the end and then sometimes wins. And um, and so that's like a completely different end of the spectrum from Sandra who you're like, was Sandra even on this episode? You know, and so like a lot of us, who are Parvati stands, which is a lot of people are like, no, Parvati is like the most cunning, like most interesting player we've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I think the traders, you saw that, like Parvati got a ton of screen time until she got out. And she was targeted like episode after episode. And she was pretty good at just kind of skirting it until she just wasn't. It couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Sandra... Is so funny to me because she has braces now, which is hilarious. I know.
1: I need to get braces, but seeing Sandra with braces, I'm like, oh, I don't know
0: if I can do it. <laughs> so she has braces and she she kinda <laughs> talks and it's and so mean. Sandra, like, I don't know if she ha- if she's just like pretending or if she has this like inflated sense of ego, but she keeps like when poverty got out, she's like, "Gosh, right, I got rid of her because <laughs> I'm the real queen of Survivor. And it's like, Sandra, <laughs> you didn't do anything. <laughs> Like, yeah, you outlasted her on this silly game, but, but, like, you didn't do anything.
1: I love that for her, though. Like, yes, queen, (laughs) take your victory lap. Do nothing. Give us nothing.
0: Sandra is so funny to me, but uh, I don't—Parvati said in an interview the other day she's never doing Survivor again, so we'll never see her on that. Is she going to do
1: Traitors again?
0: Um, I don't know. Okay. Um do you know the challenge? Have you heard of the challenge?
1: Everybody loves the challenge. I've never watched though.
0: She they asked her because they were going through reality. They're like, Would you do this when you in? Yeah. She was basically saying no to everything. She's like, I would not do the challenge. It's just a bunch of drunk, like hooligans. It's not serious. Hmm. I don't I'm not familiar with it. Me neither. Um
1: I do love that people can just like have an entire career now in reality TV. Like, that's I'm okay fun. with it. That's fun. It's,
0: it's a, entertainment. Why? It, yeah, why it's is an that, industry. Why is that different than like somebody having a career as an actor?
1: It's not. It's not. Absolutely not. It's not. Um, very happy for them. Anything yeah. else you've been watching?
0: Okay. Um, no, I think that's it. What about you?
1: So we saw American Fiction. Yes. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, It was much more of a family drama than I was expecting. I was expecting just like a complete skewering of white people. Um, And it's much more serious than that. Um, So I think I wasn't in the right headspace for it. It does have some interesting things to say. I think it was well done. I didn't love the lead performance, um, but I liked... A lot of the supporting characters. I think the premise is pretty funny. Issa Rae was in it, and she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a really good job of showing how insufferable the writing community is because <laughs> it's pretty oh, insufferable. That's interesting. Um, you, like they're all put on this jury that's supposed to select the best book of the year, and it's all of these white people who are ex- spe- who are. Um hyping up this book that was written by a black man as a joke to be like, um, what's the thirty rock one book devastate by something, oh, something.
0: yeah, 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 you know,
1: like it's the, the
0: parody on of, um precious precious, yeah, yeah, the like novel by sapphire no, or whatever. yeah yeah, yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, like disappointment, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like it's a really it has a lot of interesting things to say. I just kind of was expecting more of a comedy okay then i got so So this is
0: a lower tier best picture nominee for you i think so okay yeah do you uh, just um, have one left to see
1: i think i just need to see poor things
0: oh but wait did you see zone of interest
1: oh no not yet i forgot about okay i forgot
0: are you gonna see poor things
1: i don't know we'll see kind of scared (laughs) um zone of interest absolutely though
0: i'm excited to see it
1: um also I went on vacation with my two daughters, Mm -hmm. and every night we watched The Babysitter's Cup on Netflix as we fell asleep. Yeah. It is the best. Yeah. You've seen it before, right? I hadn't seen the second season, so we watched the second season. It was, like, the best show for girls my age, 12 and 9, and I'm so mad they're not making it anymore because I feel like there's just, like, a dearth of programming that's for them specifically. Like, they're not really ready for programming for teens yet okay and a lot of this stuff for kids is just dumb or too young for them And
0: Tr- like stranger things that's that age right
1: stranger things like they, they'd be too scared to watch stranger things oh really yeah okay so this is like very much for tweens like 11 to 13 year olds mm-hmm um, and it just bums me out that there's not like, more Disney's
0: not putting out content for that age group.
1: Not that they've like stumbled on yet. I'm sure they are. I should probably do some more research, but they really love that one. And I'm disappointed that it's not continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, love is Blind season six is a hot mess. It's okay. a disaster. Let me tell you, love is not blind. Love <laughs> is absolutely not blind. Uh huh. Um, social media is having a heyday right now because one of the contestants told the man she was talking to through the wall that she looked like Megan Fox. And like, yeah, her face kind of looks like Megan Fox, but she does not look like Megan Fox. Oh, and no. so it's like, is a whole thing. And he's like, she lied to me. He's like, well, kind of she did. But also, you're not supposed to care. Love is blind. <sighs>
0: That's
1: just one of the many issues. Emily and I will be covering it in depth on the bonus feed next week. I cannot wait. It okay. is terrible. I love it so much. Um Vanderpump Rules we're on episode four of the eleventh season. It's kind of a letdown so far, but we all knew it was going to be a letdown in the wake of season ten, which was absolutely explosive. Mm-hmm. So I'm still sticking with it. <sighs> Tonight we're going to go see Madam Webb. Why? <laughs> I have to know. I have to know how, how bad, bad it is. is. Yeah. So what?
0: What's your take on Dakota Johnson's? Uh, yeah, you're you you're into the press absolutely yeah okay
1: i hate the press i am the press but i hate them okay um they deserve to have dakota johnson dress them down
0: the um, other shoe's gotta drop on dakota johnson at some point right like people will know, get not a man people will get sick of the shtick of her just kind of being like jaded and i think
1: i think if she only pops up for whenever she has a project which isn't very often it'll be fine it's when okay. we're hearing about her like over and over and over, over and over. You know, yeah. that's when people are like, ugh, give, give me a break. So okay. I think she's safe. And then you watched Anatomy of a Fall, which I watched a while ago. Yeah. We're going to talk about it today. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating movie. It's um, half in French, mm-hmm. right? Uh, about a, a German woman living in France with her French husband and child, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, at the beginning of the movie, the, some spoilers here. Uh, so if you haven't seen it and you're going to, we have spoilers here. And
1: also, I think you can, from the title, guess yeah. what's happening.
0: It, it. She discovers that her husband has fallen out of a, the upstairs window and has died. And the movie is essentially the investigation and trial of this woman who was accused of pushing her husband out the window and killing him. Mm-hmm. And it involves her... 11-year-old son how old Mm -hmm. is this kid i want
1: to say 11 11
0: 11-ish um having to testify because he's the only other person at the house and who is partially blind he's partially blind and so he's you know he's having to rely on his knowledge of his parents kind of strained relationship and what he heard that day you know whatever and it's sort of a piecing together the evidence and the cast of characters includes you know her attorney the prosecutor the judge um if this is an accurate depiction of French court, uh, I never want to have to practice law in France. It's a circus. It's just a lot of people yelling. There doesn't seem to be much order or yeah. process going on there, but it's kind of a stressful watch. Um, I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Uh, the performances are very, very good. I will say, and I'm curious to get your take on this, um, Skyler, who watched it with me, really liked it too, but he his criticism... Was he said he did feel like the movie was a little bit rage porn, because um, he's like the prosecutor <laughs> is so evil and so bad that it like they're tr- they're making you angry. And Skyler said when it ended, he was like, "I feel a little manipulated by that movie." I
1: didn't get that impression of the prosecutor. I, didn't I was either. like, "This guy's doing his job. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing his job and he's doing it really well." Yeah. I didn't feel like I was being manipulated. And I there, you know, I ended. I was like, I honestly don't know if she did it or not. Mm-hmm. I really don't mm-hmm. like. Uh, and i think it was effective and i'm surprised he had that reaction
0: i was too a little bit and that's why i wanted to ask if you saw that at all because i i did there were moments where i thought the prosecutor was going too far for what his role was Mm -hmm. and i was and he is he's pretty unlikable like he's a pretty unlikable guy because he's playing this role that feels like really aggressive and It's he's the antagonist to our protagonist woman who's, you know, on the stand crying. And and so I was like, I guess I can see like really disliking him, but I didn't feel manipulated by it.
1: I didn't either. I I think I felt the same way you did, where I was like, "Mm, he may have crossed a couple lines, but also like that's kind of his job. Like Mm -hmm. that was kind of what he was supposed to do. And I thought it was a really good performance. Mm -hmm. If anything, I was like, I want that guy to be my lawyer someday. Yeah, So I, yeah, I didn't get that impression at all.
0: So, the most interesting aspect of the movie to me is the, the child. Um, I, I think, like, what he was kind of psychologically going through in this trial was really, really fascinating, and it's, obviously was stressful and upsetting for him and he's having to testify he doesn't know what happened and yeah you know and he's kind of going back and forth himself and by the way that kid is an incredible actor oh
1: yeah i meant to ask you about that because you are famously anti-child this kid's
0: incredible yeah yeah he's he is so good great
1: dog too great performance from the dog great
0: a, a 10 out of 10 performance from the dog um, what do you think about his role in it? Like, what, what were your impressions?
1: You know, it's interesting because I have a kid the same age, right? And, mm-hmm. like, she really is, she has an adult brain in, like, in a small body. Mm-hmm. And they're very much of that age where they're aware of what's going on, but they're constantly being told they're not old enough for something or I'll tell you when you're older or, you know, it's at that very frustrating age where you're very clued in to what the adult world is doing and that you are excluded from it. And so I think the most effective part was when he meets with the judge and the judge says, I don't want you to come to this hearing tomorrow, you're gonna hear upsetting things. And he said, I'm gonna hear them regardless. Yeah, You need to let me be there. And gave him all the reasons why. Like That felt very true to how an 11 year old would act, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. I think it was a very effective performance. Um, There's one part that's pretty upsetting when he has to essentially poison his dog for an experiment you know that i was like oh my gosh that's so heart-wrenching but i can also see how a kid would get there mentally
0: he was like i'm going to try and poison the dog to see what happens because he's trying to figure out
1: if his dad did something yeah um and you know it's very upsetting to him the dog spoiler ultimately is okay but it's very much like yeah. i can see how a child an analytical, introspective child would get to that place where they know they have to do this thing to figure out if such and such is true without feeling like they can talk through it with an adult. Mm-hmm. That feels true to a childhood experience for me. So I thought really well written, really well performed.
0: We, we had to visit doesthedogdie.com uh, for this movie. Oh,
1: I didn't know that was a site. That's a that's good to know. It's an
0: incredible site. There's also, one. I don't know if it's called this, but Skylar um, pulls it up every time, every movie, meg every movie that we watch he pulls up and it's like does the mom die because oh. he's like he he skyler's like i will not watch a movie where a mom dies i just won't do it okay
1: sidetrack <laughs> someone posted this the other day it was like one of those stupid like 90s 90s kids accounts with their show knowing but this one really really got me and it was like a, a it was a video of a guy sitting in a chair and he said, remembering when Littlefoot saw the shadow and thought his mom was still alive and like just traumatized all over again. I,
0: I saw that, but I couldn't remember Land Before Time well enough. What happened with oh the shadow? Gosh, Oh my
1: gosh. Land Before Time was my favorite movie, which explained Same. a lot. It was honestly. my favorite too. Uh, Have
0: you seen it recently? Un- the animation terrible. is terrible. <laughs> do
1: you remember- his mom freaking dies. At the we beginning. watch his mother die mm-hmm. and then he spends like 30 minutes of the movie grieving and at one point he sees like a shadow and it looks like a big brontosaurus because it's a shadow and he's like oh it's my mom she's still alive eli and he chases the shadow thinking his deceased mother is still alive this was my favorite movie when i was four years old (laughs) this is
0: terrible okay well at least at the end he they find the grandpa the grandparents
1: in the green valley sure but it's not the same as your. why did the
0: grandparents take off without littlefoot
1: i don't even the adults in that movie are (laughs) so irresponsible (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) jeez
0: i don't i don't think i could real but yeah skyler always he's like hang on let me let me pull up does the mom die and if the mom doesn't die, he's like, okay, we can watch it. And I'm like, well, now that's a spoiler for me. And he's like, sorry, I'm just not willing to watch movies. I get where it. I if there's die.
1: like any hint of a kid dying, I'm out. I mm-hmm. won't do it. Really? Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah. What do you think of the end?
0: Um, well, so I'm interested to hear you say that when you got to the end, you were like, I still don't know if she did it. Because mm-hmm. I got to the end and I felt like, okay, she didn't do it.
1: Um, apparently Sandra Hewler, who plays... The protagonist also doesn't know really and the director told her play it like she's innocent but like she doesn't know either so and that's how i i was like i honestly do not know and i think it was very clever in that way because i could see it going other way obviously the the most important part of the movie is the argument she has with her husband Mm -hmm. where you're like oh this guy is the worst. Yeah. Neither of them are great people. Yeah. But this guy is fully the worst. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I could see why she would do it, but I could also see why he would do it.
0: That that argument was really fascinating to me because I've had a a much more toned down version of that conversation with my own husband. Mm-hmm. Where we're not the worst, I promise. Mm-hmm. But the 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 aspect where she's taught, she's trying to explain to him what it feels like that she has moved to his country and like has lost a sense of self in that process. Because she's yeah. like, I, I assumed your life and he is completely not hearing her, right? Yeah. But like I when, when that was playing, I was like, oh, this is really interesting because I had that experience where Skylar moved into my life, right? Yeah. From another state. And yeah. for the first couple of years, every once in a while, he would be like, he would kind of express that and be like, it's really weird because I feel like I've moved in. T- I've like become just a, an accessory to you. And I'm not like, I left my life and now I'm just like a part of your life. And it took a while for him to like develop his own identity here. And now he's got more of an identity than I do. But, um, but it was like hearing her say that I was like, Oh, this is like a real thing that like a lot of people have to deal with when, when they like form partnerships, you know, mm-hmm. in, in whatever form. and, His inability to or refusal to care about that or hear her on that like was just propounding the problem over and over again and driving this huge wedge between them. I thought it was really fascinating. I
1: thought it was fascinating, too, and I thought that argument did a really good job of establishing the motives of both of them, either for her to murder him or for him to commit suicide. Like, it's clear he's depressed and unwilling to do the things that would make him feel better. Mm -hmm. It's clear that she has a lot of frustrations with him. And finds him selfish. Like it was just, it was not exposition. It was very much a showing, not telling us in a way that I thought was pretty masterful. Like that was a scene where I was like, oh, I wouldn't mind if this won best picture.
0: Yeah. there, there There's a, at the very beginning of the movie, a setup that kind of gives you a sense of something is weird between this relationship and the
1: steel drum cover of it, 50 y- Cent. What is it? Into Club. I think it's Into Club.
0: Yeah. And this is like, if you've ever been, in somebody's house where the vibes are off because mm-hmm. like the couple's not getting along it's this where she's she's talking to this woman um is she mentoring or what is she doing the she's,
1: student is like a writer and is going to do a profile of her
0: That's right so so she invites this student there and they're talking and her husband's working on his music up upstairs and it's just getting louder and louder until they can't even hear over each other.
1: And there's also some sexual tension between yeah. her and the
0: student, which is
1: interesting. It's like a really interesting, explosive yeah. and, moment.
0: And she's just like, huh, "I I guess we can't do this today. He's working on his thing. And it's like, okay, something is weird in this family because he clearly does not care or is purposefully trying to, like, interfere with what's happening down here. Mm -hmm. And she's not addressing it and going and asking him to turn the music off. It's And so you start out, like, kind of with this unsettled, there's something wrong in this family. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also thought it was, like, so on the nose of, like, what cool people looked like 10 years ago, right? Like the photos you see of them as like a cool young couple you're like oh yeah they were they were hip they were in the art scene and then like 10 years later like those people are our age you know and now they have kids and it's like have i lost my identity like who am i am i still cool? like that was very much a part of it as well and just i just felt like it was the whole thing was like a tinderbox you know Mm -hmm. and it was so tense and so good and so much more of a courtroom drama than i was expecting which i love i love a courtroom especially when
0: it's french because yeah, who knew that it's i mean when i say there does not seem to be any organization or process i really mean it like i texted you at one point Meg, and i was like either these people did not do any research or french court is insane
1: (laughs) i i mean they're french so i feel like they know you know i feel like they've they're familiar with French court and apparently that's from what I've heard, that's how it really is. I
0: mean, to be fair, every courtroom drama in the U S is way more exciting than court actually is. If you ever, if you ever go to real court in the U S it is mind numbingly boring. 99.9% of the time
1: I was listening to, I think it was today explained and a reporter who was there for Trump's, one of his many trials. um, She was like, it was so boring. You wouldn't even believe (laughs) it. It's like, yeah,
0: I think that's, that's how it is people have asked me over the years like is it so exciting to go to court and i'm like "Eh, sometimes yeah most of the time it's hours and hours and hours of the most boring conversation you've ever heard of in your life and unless you are in the weeds on that particular case you don't even understand what anybody's talking about yeah that's what most of court is
1: yeah um so don't do a crime in france um (laughs) where does this fall for you best picture wise
0: upper half i haven't ranked yet yeah but i would say upper half what do you like better um let's pull up the list real quick i don't want to forget i don't want to forget something um oscar best picture nominees uh the holdovers i like better that oh, that's right, i holdovers. think that might be my favorite okay um i don't even know how to rank barbie honestly I really don't. Like, I keep telling Skylar, I loved Barbie. I think it's a ridiculous movie at the same time. And I think the funniest outcome of the Oscars is if Barbie won. I would... Be, it would be so funny to me. Oh,
1: just chaos. Just chaos.
0: Um, I pretty much hated Oppenheimer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to say about poor things. Uh, that movie was just insane to me. I loved Past Lives. That might be my second favorite. Hated Maestro. Killers of the Flower Moon is definitely a top half. So, yeah, I would say I would put it up there with The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Past Lives. I think those are kind of my group of favorite films from this list so far. I expect I'm probably going to love The Zone of Interest. It looks like it looks really fascinating. And, Steven
1: saw it, really liked it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, still need to see that. We'll cover that. Or should we do that? Mm, do you have time this week?
0: yeah we're hopefully gonna go see it this weekend.
1: I can commit to that. I can do that for next week. We'll do zone of interest what a what a delightful, hilarious episode that
0: will be. Yeah, it's gonna be bleak, but i I think that may be the dark horse to win, and it's kind of the year to do it. like the idea of Nazis and yeah. ignoring what's happening around us is sort of like the the theme of the moment mm-hmm. so uh, okay. <laughs>
1: Me out. thank you so much for listening we'll be back um talk to you later bye, bye.